Senior Church. See. We have hit 100 episodes. I yeah, just like, looked. To- yeah, total, yeah. I mean, the, the main episodes, what are we at, like 50-something? Yeah, like 55. But if you I add think. in the DBS and the book cast and all the other stuff we do, 100. Doot, doot, doot. That's pretty good. For us, I think that's pretty damn skippy. How long have we been doing this now? I don't know. Seems like fucking an eternity. Don't even want to do it anymore. It's just like devil comes in with his pitchfork and we're sitting here and there's flames yeah. around us and we just have to do it. I, I never got around to watching that one, uh, what's that one sci-fi movie with Matthew McConaughey with uh, Christopher Nolan and like in, in, Interstellar, is that it? Interstellar. Yeah, and like just the... Such a good but, movie. But I've been seeing the meme where it's just like the two of them on a planet and it's like one hour here is seven years on Earth. Yeah. And that's just what like now feels like. I think it was more ridiculous. I think it was like 20 years. Oh, maybe. Or something, yeah. That, that movie will make you cry. Because he misses his whole kid's life yeah. in that one hour. And then he goes back and gets all the video that they were sending him thinking he's dead. Yeah. Because wow. obviously like 20 or 40 or whatever years. It might even be like 30 or 40 years. It was ridiculous. And then the one guy that they left on the ship, like to watch the, shri- the ship, he's just like really old. He's still alive though. And they're like, you've been up here for 20 years? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I highly recommend anybody check that movie out. I mean, that's what was so kind of cool about um, uh, that Valiant ca- character Exo Man of War. Yeah, is because he's like the you know like a like a kind of uh, not a Viking, but like kind of doing like the like Roman Alexander region. the Great type. Yeah, like smaller region, like you know prince or something he gets abducted by him and his village get abducted yeah. by these aliens and they go off and they use them as slaves and they eventually re-evolved and like there's a special armor that he gets and he you know takes the ship back but by the time he takes the ship back it was like maybe like a couple years on the ship and it it's was like century yeah, like thousands of years yeah, and it, millenniums. It was present day basically so, yeah it was ridiculous know. speaking of ridiculous did you watch the trailer for the uh what the fuck? Oh, man. I don't think... Bill I, and Ted movie. No, I heard about it, but I haven't watched it yet. What's his name? Something Presley or... I forget that dude's name who plays Bill. But he just... Oh, Alex Winters? I think so. Oh, I thought Presley. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Alex Winters. He, like, slips right back into the role. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's hard to tell just from a trailer. But Mr. Keanu Reeves... Ooh, he's not that happy-go-lucky surfer guy he was back then. Like, you can see, oh, he's just been through some shit. He's been through some dark shit. You can just see it in his eyes. Now, do you think that's on purpose or just, like, he has a hard time of doing, like, the like the goofy comedy does now after shooting people in the face and stuff like that? I think he's just done too many serious movies and has just lived too much. Because he's still, like, a, you know, nice guy and stuff. It's yeah. just he seems... uh Again, though, this is the guy, the Alex Winters, he uh, had most of the speaking lines in the trailer. So, it's we'll see. Uh, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. They, apparently, they do a lot of George Carlin references. Nice. Because, you know, he's nice. Rufus. So. Good. I'm excited. I'm a little too excited. Good. I'm so excited. And I get it on it. Come in my pants and in my pants and I like it. Hey, you guys. In 
ladies. Well, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Riding Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Cleveland Clergy Killer Church. Dun, dun, dun. Because your last name's Church. Yeah. So yeah. You're railing against the clergy, I guess. Because they did you wrong. Yeah. Maybe they diddled you <laughs> in your butt. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Actually, I just brought up the diddling in the butt because today's article that we're covering is from Cosmopolitan.com. Yes, Cosmo. What could they possibly have to tell us about writing quality fiction? Well, I'll tell you what. Eight pro tips to becoming a successful fan fiction writer. You and I, me and you, Spencer and the Caleb, not big fan fiction readers. I don't think I've ever read fan fiction other than the Twilight stuff we read on air. Yeah. Which we did not read Twilight, just the shitty excerpts. Not Twilight, Fifty Shades. Yeah. Which was the fan fiction of Twilight. Yeah. Same difference. Both terrible. Yeah. I've been asked previously about... Does does fan fan fiction, does does it automatically have to be, like, slutty? No, I mean, I'm always thinking, like, you know, Mario and Luigi is is gay lovers or... Like Power Rangers, but they're all having sex. Like yeah. that's what I always think. But no, fan fiction doesn't have to be slutty. Because like a lot of like you know, uh, like a lot of with like comic books that are people and like writers will like, uh, and that's been something I've been thinking about doing just as made just as like a warm up exercise. But we'll like write like a Spider Man story. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's draw all. It or you know, if you're an artist, you come up with like a simple thing, yeah. and then you map, you know, you map it out and you draw it, just to you know, a get familiar familiar with the character, and it's just it's good exercise and practice. I th- yeah, I think that's how a lot of people actually get into fan fiction. Um, as the wonderful one of my favorite movies of all time, Finding Forrester, Sir Sean Connery. Ha- I'm gonna paraphrase here says something along the lines of because the kid gets in trouble for using some of his work and yeah. his own work the kid that he's mentoring and what he uses i something along the lines of i let him start with my words until he could find his own well you're kind of doing that with the idea with yeah. fan fiction you're taking somebody else's idea and you're uh turning it into your own uh, i see a lot of like i mean fucking endless fan fiction but like there's a lot of like famous ones be like Zet Legend of Zelda. People make stories into that, yeah. and I'm trying to stay away from the sex ones, which is everything. Yeah. But any pretty much anything you can think of that could have a cool universe to it. People want to know more about the universe and the writer writers involved in creating that universe. Maybe they're dead. Maybe they don't want anything to do with it anymore. Whatever. So these people take it upon themselves to uh, write such fiction. And from my understanding, not all of it's terrible. Yeah. The, the the downside why fan fiction gets a bad name is because a lot of it is terrible. Yeah. Because a lot of it is like teenagers and young kids who and are then, and the, and the slutty stuff. Yeah. Like it's just well, you but know. E- even beyond the slutty stuff, like because even that could probably be done well. But it's just like a lot of people who don't really know how to write, but they want to express themselves and they have these ideas, and then they just because the day and age we live in, everything is published online. You can just publish on anything, like creepy pasta. There's a fucking countless fan fictions on there. So, I can kind of see the negatives of it, but there are some good ones. Like, I remember reading a Spider-Man novel. Yeah. Uh, I have it somewhere stashed away. That was really good. I read it when I was a kid. It was a fucking thick one, too. You know, it was a girthy boy. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying that was a fan f- fiction thing, but it was a Spider-Man novel, so I'm yeah. assuming 
I mean, they had the licensing rights, but it's pretty much fan fiction because it's yeah. not a comic. Like, I feel like anytime you take, like, if you have a Batman novel, yeah. just prose, I feel like that's kind of like a fan fiction thing. Unless it was, like, somebody who's actually written the comics also writing the novel. Because Alan Moore can get away with doing shit like yeah. that if he wanted. Um, Hopping into this article, how to become a successful fan fiction writer. I could think of some things, but I'm not going to riff on this one. Because <laughs> I'll just end up making fun of it. And I don't want... Because, like I was trying to say earlier, I've been asked before about like my thoughts on fan fiction or uh, a lot of the writers I follow on Twitter and stuff. Um, they've told me in the past that they actually started writing by doing fan fiction. And then they move... And, like, they take writing more seriously after starting yeah. with, like... Just doing it for fun, which is what well, usually fan fiction is. And the weird thing about like fan fiction is it also kind of that also kind of plays into like what we've touched about in previous issues. But there's only so many kind of stories, yeah. So you're always kind of sort of copying something or taking or doing your own twist on a thing, like or whatever. The main thing with fan fiction is you're actually using established characters, yeah. settings, and universes. Um, and again, folks, this is from Cosmo. So, I mean, if you ever read the magazine, like, they talk about biting balls and stuff as pleasurable things. I wouldn't take them as the highest, you know, metric here, but we won't judge until we read this article, which and was also, w- by the way, written by Sarah Caldwell and in then, 2015. And then we'll make fun of it when we're done. <laughs> Probably. Number one, write about celebrities, movies, or characters you love, but make sure your subject has a mass appeal. Now, this one I already am pooing on because... Yes, I can understand why your fucking Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean fan fiction might be popular because people like the movies. But I think with, again, this was written in 2015, so I don't know how big the market was then. But fan fiction is so popular now and so oversaturated. I think if you have a niche, less famous, uh, like, I don't know, what would be maybe Star Fox or... Or even if you just like, even if you did like the Johnny, like the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, instead of doing like, you know, what do you think the big mass thing is like, you know, the, kind of like the obvious thing. No, use that opportunity to tell like this weird like side story. Like on, one of the side characters or, or yeah, something. Or, or like even like, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of the movie, so I don't know if there's like some little like negative like history that they haven't they only like alluded to and didn't have and filled out or, you know, do that kind of stuff. Because not only... Well, is that better uh, better practice or better, like, workout, but... You'll be more creative with it, probably. And if something, like, if somebody sees that, that's a better, like, oh, you know, mm. that's different. And you might, maybe they might hire you to actually do that. True. And you don't want to have the big mass monsters thing because you don't want to get a whole bunch of money from your fan fiction because then you're going to get sued. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to have it too. I don't know the the law copyright laws when it comes to that because as long as you don't sell it, you won't get in trouble, yeah. I, I think. That's why it's like, you know, I, I don't know because I feel like when we go to conventions and there's art. Of famous Marvel characters or DC characters. Yeah, like it's the, like, the, how do you get to sell that? Yeah, like the commissions, like yeah. that's a big kind of gray area. Like, if Marvel and DC really wanted to crack down. They could down, sue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they could crack down on the people draw, like, mm. you know, the characters at conventions and stuff. But I think it would be just such a bad move. Right. You know? But like I was saying, though, with uh, going more of a niche market, uh, Name name a less popular movie franchise. Um, I would say Ninja Turtles, but that's been obviously yeah. yeah, it can't be something like that. 
Okay, like how about the Pitch Perfect universe? Yeah. You got some fucking singing shit. You can easily write fan fiction. I think there's two or three of those movies. You can write some fan fiction on that universe, and even though those were very popular movies, they're not overly popular yeah. where it's like Iron Man or a character that's been done so much that like people might act, people who are at least interested in those movies might want to read that versus when like if I was I'm just trying to think of how I would be if I was reading fan fiction. Let's say I like uh, Nightmare, like the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I'm a horror guy. Well, I'm going to see fucking hundreds and hundreds of stories on whatever site I go to. I'm not going to read any of them, probably. Yeah. Like, unless your synopsis is fucking cool as hell. Like, how, but how are you going to do that, you know? But anyway, they go on to say, Anna Todd adores Tom Hanks, but a heated romance featuring him as the lead bad boy wouldn't get as many views as one starring a Harry Styles-inspired character. Gardner thinks that Sherlock or Doctor Who fan fiction will be where we see the next major acquisition. True. Those shows have a massive online following, says Gardner, particularly in the fan fiction world. And I skipped the intro, so you can just go on the, uh, so I don't know who Gardner is, but you can go on the, uh, in the show notes to read this wonderful but, article. Uh, Doctor Who would have been a perfect example is what we was talking through, because there's so many different... Yeah. Things like with the time travel aspect and, you know, all the different doctors and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of like just little side things you could, you know, just explore and have fun with. Right. Number two, don't spend too much time coming up with most original story ever. I don't know why that's all capitalized. The most original story ever. Like it's a title. Is that a title or something I'm not aware of? Anyway, just start writing. That's the tip. Well, I mean, I get the just start writing aspect. Like, you gotta start somewhere, just get into it. But what's the point of writing fan fiction if you're not gonna make it original? Like, if I'm having Jaws and I'm just telling the story of fucking Jaws biting people, like, that's... No. No, get, like, fucking radioactive Jaws or something. Yeah. Like, get Jaws, who was also... He was swimming in the waters where Godzilla became Godzilla. do, Do baby Jaws. Baby Jaws? Yeah, like, when you're just, like, a little big... Like, a little big shark... You know, because even he's a little shark, he's probably still a big shark, but you know. Wasn't that the plot of Jaws 3? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about something from the fucking 70s. Like, people, yeah, that's another thing. If you're writing fan fiction, maybe not do what we've been suggesting, which is old as dirt fucking <laughs> movies and stuff. Like, we're talking about everything that's old. Anyway, uh, the success of your story doesn't depend on reinventing the wheel. It depends on you putting your work out there. The same stories have been written again and again, says Gardner. How many variations of Pride and Prejudice have been brought up throughout the years? But it's still something that people find compelling and interesting. If you keep readers on the edge of their seats or establish an exciting alternate universe, meaning you explore what might happen if key changes were made to a character's existing story, your audience will stick with you. Um, at least that's a good point, because that reminds me of the Marvel's like What If series, yeah. where you just take some, like, what if... Captain America was, I don't know, what's a good one? What what if the the Hulk was pink or yeah. or just I mean it's not it was a DC's Elseworld. What if Superman was born in Russia or landed in Russia? Yeah, that's that's like the best one there. Yeah, like just changing up something slightly. My brain's not fine at all. I didn't want to fucking record about fan fiction. God damn it! Yeah, so according to this article, I'm not even worry about being original. Just just write. Fan be, fiction. And, be bland. I mean, I'm not surprised since it's coming from Cosmo, but uh, apparently the main most important thing is to just get views, get read. See, I think quality of work would be where I would want to, 
I think that was what would set your fan fiction apart is quality uh, story. But you know, whatever you got to do, if you want, if you want Dumbledore railing Harry Potter or something, what? Well, that's kind of it's underage, right? <laughs> no, just shaking your head. Just slow head shake. <laughs> I couldn't. I never. I know sh- dog shit about Harry Potter. So I couldn't really think of any other characters. The guys, the, the, the little kids, Ron Weasley, Hermione. I couldn't remember what the bearded guy's name was. I wanted to say Gregor Rock, and that ain't right. Um, there's a Snape, right? That's got the long hair. Alan Rickman. Professor I think Snape. so. Look, everybody. J.K. Rowling's canceled. So you finally getting on board with Caleb that Harry Potter's fucking overrated. I'm just saying, you can go ahead and hate on it now. Feel free to let the hate flow. I never was into wizards. And the dumb wands. Especially like kid wizards. Yeah, who gives a fuck about kid wizards? Well, I guess most people start reading it when they were kids, so maybe it was... No, I, I was reading horror, man. I was reading murder. I was reading some Stephen King. Yeah. I was reading the real shit while you were saying, you're reading Harry Potter. Motherfucks. Um, number three, prove you're a true fan by incorporating Easter eggs. You need to show you're part of the tribe about which you're writing. Keep up with the news surrounding your universe and slip references. Okay, we fucking get it. Just throw some goddamn Doctor Who references in because if you're reading a Doctor Who flash or fan fiction. You want a dialect. Yeah, you want some. uh, Cybermen in your face. What was the name of those guys who you would see them and they were horrifying aliens in suits, but as soon as you looked away, you couldn't see them anymore? Uh, oh. They had the big, hor- fucking horrific heads. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, it's like a newer one, too. They look like uh, the men in black, but yeah. they're aliens. Yeah. I can't fuck. I can't remember. Those, oh, those I like those cool. Guys. I like those guys. When, sidebar, what would you do if those things were real? And you're masturbating, and you look over and you see one of them, like, oh! and then you look away, and then the, you know you forget about it as soon as you look <laughs> yeah. away. So you just go back, and you're just like, "Ooh, why's my dick so soft?" <laughs> <laughs> I really hope no young people listen to this podcast. Like some, I feel like lately we've been on a good high streak of having higher brow episodes, but we just brought to the fucking back to the gutter in this one. You did, I know. But just think about that. You're, you're or okay, maybe you're not whacking. Maybe you're you're not that sad of a man or a lady or whatever. You're getting you're making. What, what, what if you're just taking a shit? Okay, and you, okay. And you look over and you just see yeah. oh, in your small bathroom. Look, yeah. Why are you watching me? I'd be more offended. He's watching me. And then again, you look away, and you're like, Ew, why is poop all up my... Like, how did I smear poop all over me? What if that explains, like, a lot of awful things that happen in your life and, like, a lot of ex- anxiety and anger issues you have is just because you keep seeing these fucking horrific aliens. See, that's the flat... That's the, the, the fan fiction you need to be writing, folks. Actually, you know what? Those are, those are your managers at wake. Like... What? Because there's one guy out there. What if you see those things and you're the guy who's just like, "Ooh, I'm gonna fuck you," and he just doesn't take his eyes off it, so he's it, not, you know, it's like, "Oh my nowhere, god, nowhere to go." And, and then, and then that poor thing. Every time it looks away, it doesn't forget. What would win in a fight? In a Doctor Who fight? Those things or the um, the what the weeping, weeping angels? angels. You know, because both of them deal with looking and not looking at them. So, like, if you looked at both of them and then you you shut your eyes and you turned around and you turned back around, well, who would, you know... Well, 
I, I would imagine that aliens would win because once you don't look at them, you don't remember they yeah. exist. Mm. So they could just walk up behind you and stab you in the neck. So, yeah, but I, no, but I mean like against each other though. Yeah, they like, just like, stab the stony neck. See, but yeah, but huh. let's see if the stone never looks away though. Yeah, but if you walk behind the stone yeah. while it's not moving. But would it have the same effect on the angels though? I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I'm getting furious. Uh, number four, write a universal story. If you want your fan fiction to eventually reach a mass audience, it can't depend on extensive knowledge of Hogwarts. Sorry. Okay. Number five. <laughs> uh, I notice these are getting shorter. Update regularly. Regularly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> case of the Mushmouth. <laughs> what was the guy from Fat Albert? Was his name just Mushmouth? I never understood that character. What are you talking about? I don't think he was supposed to. I think that was his thing. (laughs) Anyway, it doesn't need to be every day, but it does need to be on a set schedule. Figure yours out and stick to it. So a regular schedule will... uh, That's if you're doing a serial fan fiction. That's what the fuck... Well, I guess most fan fiction is serial, I think. But that's with any kind of writing. Just be regular and consistent. Number six, make other writers feel special. I already don't like this one. I don't want other writers to feel special. I want other writers to feel like garbage, and yeah. I want them to bow down to me and be like, you, sire, are the master. You are the writer. You are the writer, man. You hold and wield the pen that is mightier than my whole being, and I lay here and grovel at your feet, sire. And then I say, kiss it. And they what? And I say, kiss it. And I hold my ring out, and I say, kiss it. But when they're like, no, no, but they're like, what? Just it, kiss it and just see Figure where they out. go. Just see where, just as an experiment, see where they go. Figure it out. And then I go, ew, why do you merely go for butthole? That's <laughs> the weirdest thing to. Number six, make other writers feel special. If you use a site like Wetpad, I thought about signing up to Wetpad because apparently a lot of they have contests and stuff, and a lot of writers become. I don't know if they actually become famous, but they win shit and like they get known, and like I mean, a yeah. lot of Twitter writers get real popular on there. Yeah, especially if you can like if, if you like you said you can win stuff. Like if you can get even yeah, a little, contest, like and... a little bit of money off of, off of your writing is, is you know it's cool. Yeah, you get all. But this, here's the problem: one, it's like a social media type of deal, I think. So you're just like, nah. and two, again, you get to sift through so much fucking. Dookie, I feel like it would be too hard to find good writers unless you're really, really, like, don't do anything else. Yeah. So I feel like any, even if you're a quality writer on there, I think unless you won one of these contests, I think it would be hard to get people to come. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, if you use a site like Wetpad only as a platform for your stories, it will take people a long time to find your work. It's about making connections and building up that network. See, like I said, a social media thing. I don't want that's my problem now. I don't want to yeah. fucking deal with that. So I re- hate everyone. Yeah, so retweet other people's work, provided you actually like it. Reply to their posts, recommend their stories at the end of your own. They will be more likely to return the favor. Th- see, <clears throat> I'm going to wax philosophically better. I'm going to uh, tell you my thoughts, my opinions, what grinds my gears, Spencer. Oh, man. See, with the uh, Twitter bullshit, I find personally, with the whole writing community... The books you're selling, the uh, stories that are getting read of your, like, the things that are getting shared, all this stuff is from other writers because you did the same for them. So I feel like it's not real. Yeah. Even if you sell 
books, if you're only selling to whatever writers that follow you that you bought their books, yeah. you're not really making out now, are you? No. You're just fucking spinning your wheels. You're basically just spinning. You're handing 20 bucks back and forth yeah. between everybody. It kind of seems like a circle jerk to me. I didn't want to call anybody out on this, but I've noticed this recently, and it's kind of annoying me because... What the fuck are you really accomplishing if the only people that are retweeting you are other writers? And It's cool to have writer friends. Uh, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of writer friends. But when it comes to getting your stories read and stuff, you want readers and, to read your stories and share them, not writers. And the chance is that, that they're probably not even going to read it because they're probably going to be too busy trying to write. Yeah. They got another thing to read. Like you said, they're just they're going to buy your book because they bought your book. You know what I mean? Yeah, you bought their book, they buy your book. You know, scratch your book, scratch mine. But that, get, that but this, doesn't get you get, anywhere. You find that asshole that's like, you know, you your book was like 15 bucks and theirs was like 35. And it's like, whoa, man. Like, Yeah, come on, guy. Now I'm in the hole. Well, before we get to this next point, I just want to rail on this point some more. Okay. I just don't understand... Why would you waste so much time building up this huge fan base, quotation yeah. marks, when it's not a fan base, it's just the writers. Like, again, the writing yeah. community is fine when you want to brainstorm and share stuff, but that is not who you should be marketing because, your work to. Because, like I said, they're probably not going to read it, so if they're not going to read it, they're not going to be, they're not going to tell anybody else, like, oh, hey, dude, you should check out this book. This author's pretty good, yeah. you know, so you're not going to get that spread because you're just going to give it to the same people that's not going to read it. You're not going to get any growth. Right. Now, it's different if, like, some of the writers are also editors for magazines or different publications or you're getting retweeted by publishers or agents even. Like, you know, that's a broader audience and that'll reach out if you have a public, like, I don't know, uh, like the Paris Review publishes one of your stories and they share it yeah. on the you know because it's in there or even if even if they just for whatever reason the paris review which wouldn't do this but let's just say they a, a story that was on your what pad they shared it they retweeted it on their uh on their profile that's pretty big news because now you're open you're open up yeah. to a whole bunch of new readers but not writers yep. writers like you said, don't typically because we're writing. Yeah, I have a lot of people who want me to read their work, and I'm like, I can't. I just, I'm honest. I'm like, I can't. I don't have like, time. You know how what, how much else I what else I want to read before reading your stuff. Yeah. You know, like you got like you know, I got a Stephen King book I want to get. I got a stack of comics I got to get through. Yeah, like I've I've gotten into that before where it's like, oh yeah, I'll read your story if you read mine. Like that's what somebody says yeah. to me, and I'm like, okay, and I go for it. And then I read their 10,000 word story. And then they read, well, even the ones who do read my story. And it was like, oh, good story, bro. Yeah, you too. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck did that get me? Yeah. Because that guy, he's not a fan. He's not sharing. I mean, if you might retweet it or something, but. And that would be different if it was like a Stephen King who has a huge following. And then he's like, oh, I love your book. And he shares your. But that's not most writers on there. What you should do in those scenarios is just give him some shit and just see (laughs) if he says like anything. If he's like, oh, that's pretty good. If he's just like, Dude, what um, what was what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Like, I don't get any of this. It's like, oh, okay, so you actually did read it, yeah. and okay, please disregard that. Mm-hmm. Here's the you know, I, that's a test. Anyway, through our fucking nonsense and rambling, we just went through the main thing to take away is don't don't get into the circle jerk here. Writers are not your main, that, that that's not your main readership. Well, it shouldn't like, be. 
like uh, we always like to do like the comedian analogy like that I've heard them talk about like many comedians get in get in trouble or you know get stuck because they're only playing for like the comedians in the back yeah they want to make those people yeah, laugh yeah. but not the audience and then they get you know and then they don't they end up petering out or they get stuck to a certain point all right number seven make your fans feel special too even if you only have 20 at first interact with them respond to dms doesn't take much time to engage says gardner they're so happy when anna does something as simple as follow them back She'll respond to their DMs. They'll take screenshots of it, send it around to their friends. That type of acknowledgement is very important to fans. Before you know it, you'll have 200 followers, then 2,000, and so on. That's always a good bit of advice because no matter how famous you are, you have to engage your fans every once in a yeah. while if you don't want to be a complete douche. Um, again, just a simple, like, somebody Espe tweets. Especially if you're on, like, the, you know, if you have a Facebook and you have a Twitter and Instagram, like, yeah. it'd be one thing if you didn't have those things, like, you know what I mean? But if you have those tools, you, you have to use them. Well, the more famous you get, too, or the more well-known, um, if somebody tweets, oh, man, I just read blah, blah, blah by so-and-so, and I really loved it, and that's your book. You could just, like, and you, you see the tweet. I mean, obviously, if you're, like, a Stephen King, you're not going to see all your tweets. But if you do see the tweet, you could just, like, quote tweet it and just be like, oh, man, hey, thanks for reading. Love having well, a fan. Like, that makes people's day. Well, I know just for being on the being on the other end, like, from uh, doing, uh, reviewing people's, like, series and stuff like that. Like, whenever the one time I, I reviewed... Uh, like, it was, like, the first issue, the first volume of uh, Derek Manning's and Twisted's Haunted High On. Mm -hmm. And, like, not only because, like, I reviewed some Derek, Derek Manning stuff before and he would always like it or, like, reshare it or whatever. Uh, but that time, not only did he like it, but, like, Twisted the Band, I think it was on Twitter like commented just like oh thanks for the review man that's yeah. cool and i was just like what the hell I was like, yeah. you know like you know what i mean yeah. like this makes like, feel that good. little thing that took less than a minute that they maybe yeah. neither one of them actually did it. the guy who they have run yeah. this, like you know what i mean <laughs> number eight flaunt your stats to agents and publishers after all this work you'd think the sheer popularity of your fiction might be enough to attract a publisher one can dream, but if not, look at who's represented successful fan fiction writers. Cassandra Clare, for example. You can find the publisher of a book on its first page, and agents and editors are usually mentioned by name in the acknowledgement section of a book. Then what? Should you cold call or email these people? Yes, but that may not get you very far. More realistic, follow them on Twitter. Most publishers and agents are now on social media. See if they'll be attending fan conventions or hosting panels that might be relevant to your work. Events like those are your chance to network and show off stats. One thing that fan fiction writers have is data, says Gardner. You tell them how many reads you have, how many followers you have, where you're active online. Oh, God. I fucking want to read this. Where you're active online. Show them that you have this built-in network behind. You, obviously, you want to have a fucking fan base of sorts if you're going for a but, publisher. But as we talked to Nick Obergon just last week or, well, two weeks ago yeah. when this publishes or airs or whatever, but... He said he doesn't have a huge social media following, yeah. and he got published by Penguin. Yeah, they don't necessarily go for that. It just helps. Though I don't know how, like, if you, I don't know how, like, an agent would react to you uh, giving them fan fiction. Well, I think these are like agents that take that. I think that's why I gave the example. Uh, because, like, you know what I mean? It's like 
okay, you can write something that's already kind of established. Well, how do you you publish fan fiction? That would have been more helpful if it actually went into what fan fiction is. And uh, that's probably what we should have looked up is more detail on the actual world of fan fiction. Because how would you get a novel published that is set in a established universe yeah how do you get around the copyright infringement the, the only way that could that would work is like again like with like, like the comic scenario if you wrote your do your own thing because like that's actually like that's an actual thing you yeah. can show them that to, to, to show that you can actually do the thing you know well, what it would, would be the of goal that, of that be like hey i wrote this fan fiction novel and then if the agent reads it and likes it, be like, oh, that's great. Now, can you write an original novel? And then yeah. we could put, like, is that what the goal is? I don't understand, like, what you're going for. Again, um, let me look it up real quick. Because th- there has to be some kind of uh, famous fan fiction that, like, that gets published. Because I don't understand how you get through the legal loopholes of publishing what's essentially somebody else's creation. Well, unless it's well, in the public domain. Well, I mean, how much fan fiction actually gets published, published, just mm. not put out online? Here we go. Fa- five famous books that started off as fan fiction. The mor- oh, this is who he the Mortal Instrument series by Cassandra Clare. Claire Clary is Ginny Weasley and Jace is Draco Malfoy. The series is based on Claire's Harry Potter fan fiction. So she wrote Harry Potter fan fiction, and then when she went to write the novel, she just changed the names. So. I guess that's the way... To, that seems really shitty to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I don't like fan fiction in general, but... I mean, I get it, okay. but when you're... Say you have a public... Like her, apparently a very popular series. It's essentially an established universe, which is the Harry Potter universe, and all she did is change all the names. And then, I mean, she created her own stories, but she used, you know, Hogwarts and everything, it, but probably just changed the names. It's kind of a dick move. I would think. It's just like... Again, the like the comic thing is like kind of still in somebody's bit and just do like one thing different, like uh uh-uh. uh, or like the vanilla ice, like the no, it's a like no, like that doesn't count. Well, there's a disclaimer on this that says Claire has been accused of plagiarism many times, from copying throwaway lines from Buffy to lifting chapters from an out of print novel. So there you fucking go. Uh, number two on here is point. Point Pleasant by Jen Archer Wood. Can't get enough of CW Supernatural? Check out this moody horror by one of the series' biggest fans. Monster Slain Dean Winchester is best-selling author Ben Wisehart. So again, that's all you're doing is changing the names. That's uh, it's interesting. I don't like it. I don't like that at all either. I'm, we might lose some fans because of this, but I'm sorry, folks. I, I, writing fan fiction for fun or even just having it published online is fine, but if you're making a profit off of what is essentially someone else's idea, yeah, that that just doesn't sit well with me. I don't like that. Number five is paradise. Especially like, uh, unless if you get consent or whatever from the creator or whatever it is, but what's the chances of that happening? Yeah. Now, par- this one's a little different. Par- number three is Paradise Lost by John Milton, and it's... Uh, it's an epic poem that retails the tale of Adam and Eve's banishment from the Garden of Eden. Again, that kind of goes with public domain. I don't see it. Even so, like, if something's a public domain, I don't necessarily rip that off. But, like, something from, like, the Bible. Because, like, Neil Gaiman did the whole Norse mythology series yeah. or the, the the book with the stories and stuff. Like, that's, that's, that's a little different. I don't mind that so much. Now, this here's another one I don't necessarily mind so much because I think it's different enough. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Because I remember there was like a different, you know, like Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, yeah. like things like that. 
yeah, you're taking uh, an established work, but you're creating like something, you know, zombies. Like you're yeah. doing something different. But when you're just changing the names and maybe you're creating your own original story, but you're just essentially taking characters that are already developed, setting that's already there, everything, and then you're just changing the names. That I don't like that. And then obviously number five is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. We've yeah covered that essential uh, many times on this podcast. So, what do you take away from all this, Spencer? Uh, maybe not do fan fiction. Do you think we should read fan fiction and then judge? Because what fan fiction have you read? I've True. never really read any. I don't think. No, I guess not. Hmm. I just feel like, say I'm reading that one lady's work, the Harry Potter ripoff, and I'm reading it, and like, okay, if you just read it and you didn't know it was based off of Harry Potter, maybe that would be one thing, but if I'm reading it and like, it's the book say this is who Harry Potter would be, yeah. and you know, Drake, Jacko, Jackoff, Mouthboy, <laughs> whatever his name is, um, Neville Longbottom, I know him. I'm a big Neville Longbottom fan. Yeah? Yeah, he's the fucking real chosen one. I, I Even I know that. But then again, you know, apparently everybody hates J.K. Rowling, so if you want to write awful fan fiction of her work, go ahead. But, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we're shitting on fan fiction or people who write fan fiction. No. I just don't think that should be your end goal as a writer, is to just write stuff based off of someone else's work. But then, I mean, going back to Fifty Shades. So that's apparently Twilight, right? Yeah. But that's a little different than just changing the names because There's if you no just read Fifty Shades, or... yeah, if you just read Fifty Shades of Grey, you wouldn't think that was based off Twilight at all, right? Because even if it was like the Twilight sex fantasy, well, like Twilight wasn't one guy wasn't a billionaire; he's a vampire, and there was wolves and werewolves and shit. So I, I seen. I mean, maybe I didn't read the original, so maybe the original was closer to Twilight, and then she just changed it and became a super mega millionaire. And here me and Spencer just sitting and crying in our own bathtubs while we eat fucking ice cream together by the way um, yeah, that, not even spoon just hands <laughs> yes, just yeah. hands digging into it just crying sobbing <laughs> sobbing's the word but yeah if you like fan fiction um I, I i don't know what to recommend because like i said i've been on creepy fa- creepy pasta and they have uh I feel like I would. I feel fiction. like I wouldn't want that in my browser history. Creepy pasta? Yeah, just the name, just like you know. Well, that's where like Slenderman stuff came from. Oh, I don't know that, but I'm just saying. That. Well, see, there's your problem, Spencer. You you don't know anything about the online writing world. No. You gotta no. get involved, son. Maybe. Have you ever heard of Wetpad before? I said it earlier. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that before. I'm but you exactly, haven't heard of Creepy Pasta? But I, I exa- I'm not exactly sure what it is. But I've heard the, you know, <laughs> the word. Yeah. I know uh, it's like a website thing, but I didn't know exactly what you did on it. It's hard to say, like, if you didn't he- know what it is, to just be like, that's porn, right? Like, I'm always <laughs> yeah. just like, that's probably porn, right? And it's hard to distinguish some things from porn. If I had a like porn the site, creepy, I would... Like, like the creepy thing, that's, you creepy know... Creepy pasta, you yeah, just think it's like it, a guy with the noodle fetish. Yeah, something weird. <laughs> Ew. Something creepy. Something, yeah, in the name, creepy. Well, let's end it on this. What would you, how, better way to phrase this, what would you recommend amateur writers who are just trying their hand at writing and they're not even sure of their creativity levels or their writing talent or anything like that, literally just starting from scratch, getting into it, what would you recommend them do to get into writing? Would you recommend fan fiction, like trying some uh, universe that's established or something yeah. that they enjoy reading and try that? 
Yeah, especially like especially if you have no like intentions on like trying to sell it or anything. Maybe like let a friend or something be like, "Hey, can you check this out? What do you think about it?" You know, other than that, I think it's perfectly fine. But like again, it gets weird and murky when you try to have monetize po- it. That's yeah, what I mean. and have popular things and have people get views and hits and and stuff from. It gets dirty perverted because then if you get enough of those you can get ads and then you're technically getting paid for something yeah. that you didn't create or get permission to write well when you were a young gentleman who started writing what would you start doing to get into writing did you just start because i just started writing original stories yeah like, i literally I just jumped into that i didn't yeah because um i mean i'm sure there was probably especially i'm sure you're influenced by yeah. stuff and, like, I'm sure, like, I'd, I'd probably kind of try to come up with some kind of, like, Spider-Man story mm-hmm. or something. But, yeah, it was just, like, I tried to, because, like, you know, Stephen King, I like, one of the, like, Stephen King thing is, like, like, take something normal and make it weird. Yeah. So, that's what I just was trying to do, like, weird little quick short stories, you know, I mean, pieces. if you read a lot of my early stuff, you can probably tell what... Like, if you're a very, well, you know, well-read person, you could probably tell what author I was reading at the time. Yeah. Because even I didn't now, have a real original style then. Well, even now, like, certain things, but I feel like we both have, like, kind of our voices set now. But, like, uh, there's a lot of things, like, oh, okay, I must have been reading a lot of H.P. Lovecraft at yeah. the time, or um, just different things like that. Is that why he's been so racist recently? Just all <laughs> the Lovecraft? God damn it. Is that why he hates the Arabians? <laughs> oh man! Is that how he says it? Arabian? I don't think I've ever had ever heard he, him in an interview. I don't know if he's ever interviewed while he was alive. He 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 says it like he says it how how uh, Trump would probably say it. Pro- <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. Personally wrong. Well, since we just decided to be racist at the very end, let's end it on yeah. that. Uh, if you want to read our fiction, you can go to. DrunkenPenWriting.com. I'm sorry to say you will not find any fan fiction on there. I've had people... That's another thing. People like to submit fan fiction, but we don't take fan fiction. Yeah. So if you want to submit a story, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what the story is. But if it's fan fiction, sorry for the yeah. reasons described earlier. Don't take it. Yeah. Most publishers don't. Um, again, the copyright stuff, too. I can't have me posting a fucking Spider-Man story yeah. on the site because then when Spider-Man gets mad and he comes and web-slings yeah, me in the want, dick. Yeah, you don't want, yeah. I don't want any of that. Nope. He got radioactive sludge coming out of his right. hands. I don't know what the fuck that does to you when it touches you. Ooh, Turn Mary Jane's blood into radioactive cancer, right? Or yeah, does a spooge. Same they, difference. Yeah, they did it. They did like a, like a kind of like a dark night story. I am, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DrunkPenWriting, Instagram and Facebook, DrunkenPenWriting. Um, if you do want to write a different kind of fan fiction and send it our way, James Joyce has wonderful fuck fiction. <laughs> His, uh, technically, I guess they're love letters, but it's just all about fart. It's fart fiction. And you read those first, and then if you can write something like that, send that our way. Yeah, yeah. Send fan fiction of James Joyce's love life, please. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>